Hey, how are you, Freedom Center? Hey, what a great honor. Um, you know, I feel like it's, it's almost you're, you're obligated, you know, wherever you go. Uh, it's just the right thing to do to honor uh, the people over a house. Um, and some places I do that because it's the right thing to do. And some places I do that because the pastors are the greatest ever. And uh, I consider your pastors to be some of my pastors. Um, not because I have to, but because they said yes and I get to have them in my life. And so I just want to take a moment and I'd love for you to put your hands together and just honor your pastors today. They are some of the greatest people in the entire world. They really are. And in the season that, uh, in the season, 2020 has been a bit of a, a goat rope, you, you know. Um, it's been a long five years this year. And it's been weird uh, pastoring the church. And so uh, your pastors are just worthy of so much honor. Both of them are some of the greatest leaders I've ever known. And I know some great leaders. And so I just love them with all my heart. And I'd take up five minutes of the 30 they've been so generous to give me. But I don't have enough time to preach the notes that I have now. But I really want to encourage you. Man, honor your pastors. It is October, uh, which is not only hunting season, but it's Pastor Appreciation Month. And I really do hope that you bless them and let them know how much they mean to you because you have two of the greatest gifts in America, maybe the world, leading your church. And I hope that uh, you don't hold back from letting them know that. They love you with all their hearts. They're the real deal. And so, Pastor Jim, Dina, we honor you guys. Thanks for who you are. Hey, I'm so excited to be a part of your guys' series. Uh, I believe it's called Let's Talk About Us, right? Let's Talk About Us. And, uh, and so I guess I'm, a, I'm an honorary member of the family today, and so I just want to greet you guys. Uh, yes, my name is Jordan. Yes, I really am a giant. My feet are not size 18, by the way. They are size 16, and uh, there's a difference, all right? It's still I can't buy shoes at a normal store, and yes, my hands can palm a basketball. No, I didn't play uh, basketball in high school. Maybe if I wouldn't have smoked so much pot, I could have been rich. Um, but God was gracious and saved me, and uh, it is an honor to be with you guys. I wanted to introduce my family really quick. This is my clan. It's my beautiful wife, Amanda. She's my better one-third, and uh, my youngest is in my arms, and yes, he is trying to kill me. He's been trying to kill me since he popped out the womb, and that is my youngest. He is my redheaded, not stepchild, and... Uh, my dad and my wife's brother are both redheads, so the jeans were in there somewhere. He popped out with red hair, and it turns auburn in the fall, and we love it. And he is my clone in every way but my hair color. And, uh, and my youngest there in my arms has his daddy's size, but his mama's heart and eyes. And uh, he's just amazing. And uh, we've been traveling. I was in Portland last week. I'm so glad to not be in Portland anymore. And uh, I'm so thankful to be with you guys. I jumped off the plane. It's colder here than it was there. And everywhere I go, it looks like you can shoot deer. It's just amazing. And then I got here, and there was like some football team that nobody really knows about playing last night for the first time. Is that... I'm kidding. Everybody knows about it. I heard your stadium seats like a million people, and uh, it was amazing. Pastor JD lost his ever-loving mind while we were watching the game. It was amazing. Pastor Jim fed me carbohydrates and then pizza afterwards, and I passed out in a comatose state about 10 o'clock, and so it's been so great. Hey, I, I want to join your series today, and I, I want to build your faith in an area that I feel like God has done great work in my life. 
And uh, I don't have enough time to really share with you a lot of my story, but I want you to know that um, I come from a place of brokenness, I come from a place of poverty, and I come from a place of lack. That's what I grew up in. That's what I knew. I knew I was raised in a family that went to church but didn't know Christ. We went to church but didn't serve God, didn't walk in the things of God. And at 14 years old, my life exploded. At 19 years old, God rescued me supernaturally, and I was born again into God's family. How many are thankful to be a part of God's family? And I just want to encourage you from my own journey because, again, I didn't grow up with, with good, uh, with, with good um, tutoring, good life skills in general, and I certainly didn't grow up knowing how to honor God with my finances or do money God's way. And so I really want to build your faith in this area today on Kingdom Builders Sunday. Do you know there are 2,300 verses in the Bible that talk about money? our possessions, and the way that we should actually handle them. 2,300. That's actually more than faith and prayer combined. Do you know that God doesn't waste real estate in the Scripture? I mean, the Bible actually says if we recorded everything just Jesus did, that the earth couldn't contain all the books that would be written. Now, maybe that's hyperbole, I don't know. But what I do know is God didn't waste real estate in his book right? He didn't waste real estate in his book. And so um, there's a principle that I think we all really need to learn if we're going to do things God's way. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the tithe. The tithe literally means a tenth. A lot of people say, well, the tithe doesn't exist anymore. It's not in the New Testament. Um, it actually is in the New Testament. It's not just in the Old Testament. It predates the Old Testament. We see it as far back as Cain and Abel learning to bring their first fruits. We see it modeled by Abraham. We see it in the Old Covenant. We see Jesus affirming it. And so if it's okay with you, I'd just like to, to say, hey, listen, the tithe is actually God's way of managing our heart. The tithe is God's way of managing our heart. And I would encourage you to really dig into what the scriptures talk about as the tithe, because the scripture actually promises us that if we'll honor God in that way, that he opens the windows of heaven and blesses our life. But I want to talk to you about something today that, uh, that, that is really powerful and has the potential not only to change your life, but to change the world. And I really think it has a lot to do with the season you guys are in, the Sunday you guys are celebrating, and it's a principle that's found throughout Scripture. It's called the principle of sowing and reaping. The principle of sowing and reaping. I think it's important that we get some of these things right because I don't know about you, but in a climate like we're in right now where there's so much uncertainty, I want to know that I'm doing things God's way. Because when an economy is uncertain, how many know the, the things of God are never uncertain? God's principles, God's power is never shaken. If we do things God's way, then we can count on God's power and God's provision through every season of life. And so let's read a few passages of Scripture together. How I many you know the Bible is a good thing to read when you're going to preach? Come on. Heard somebody say one time, you know what, no matter what, just read the Bible, and that way, if your sermon sucks, at least you read the Bible. All right, so 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we're going to read this together. Let's go ahead and do this. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 12, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously, everybody say generously, will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. 
For God loves a cheerful giver. Now listen, now God is able to bless you. Everybody say bless you. So that in all things, at all times, all times, good times, bad times, corona times, not corona times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Isn't that good? Let's pray. God, speak to us today. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to give you just a few thoughts that I really hope um, are more than something you'll just hear and then glance over. I really hope that you'll write these down. I always tell my church, uh, hey, we're a note-taking church. We're, we're going to lean into the Word of God and ask God to speak to us, even if it makes us uncomfortable. And so what I would love for you to do is I would love for you to just lean in Test the scriptures. Ask God to speak to you today. I'm going to give you a few big thoughts. Write them down. Etch them in your hearts. Do whatever you want to do with them. But I'm going to give them to you. And the first one is this. I know it may seem kind of basic, but I think we need to start here. Number one is everything we have comes from God. I love this passage because the Apostle Paul's writing to the church, and he reminds them, he says this, and he who gives seed to the sower and bread for food, he who supplies Right? I mean, it sounds basic, but I think it's important that we understand that everything we have comes from God. All of it. Everything that we have. Everything we have belongs to God first. And he generously gives it to us. Right? I mean, God may use your boss. He may use your family. He may use miraculous things. He may use the government. But don't ever forget where your supply actually comes from. It is the goodness of God that puts everything that we have into our hands. We should thank God, not just for what we're able to give away, but we should thank God for everything that we have in our lives. And the Bible tells us he gives us things in two different categories. And I think they're important for us to know because I think a lot of people get hung up on the categories that God provides uh, to us for. And there are two really, two things that Paul writes. He said, God gives bread for food and he gives seed for sowing. So first of all, let's talk about bread for food. Right? So bread for food. This is our needs that God provides. How many are thankful that God provides for your needs? I'm reminded of the Old Testament. King David wrote this. He said, I've never seen the righteous beg for bread. We serve a God that loves us. He's a good God. He's a righteous father. And he's going to provide for every single need that you have. How many know you have to eat if you're going to survive? Right? You, you got bills to pay. Babies poop. Right? Cars drink gas. Especially here in Michigan, I see a lot of trucks. They drink some gas. And a lot of rust, man. You're hard on your trucks. Uh, how many know wives shop? A couple of men in the back. Amen. Matter of fact, I got this funny little picture. I, legit, I got this from my wife last night. And she sends me this. And it's, it's the cactus in the corner. She says, honey, it's so precious. I named her Prudence. I'm like, prudence? She said, it's a prickly pear cactus. What if I get fruit off of it? 
She's just freaking out. I'm like, you bought a cactus? It's November, you know? Um, and then she bought a stand for it and put it right in our living room. Wives shop. Come on, man. Can I get an amen? Come on, ladies. Can I get an amen? All right, all right. So maybe, maybe we differ as far as what needs are. But the reality is this. We have needs and God provides. You know what's interesting in the scripture? Do you know that Jesus actually multiplied bread in a miraculous way? Not once, but twice. And each time, the second time he did it, it actually increased in odds. He, he made more with less. Come on. Uh, he, he made more go farther. And so I, I want you to know that, that God is a God that provides for your needs. His heart is to provide for your need. And I love that he showed that he could make bread happen not once but twice. How many know our God is not a one-hit wonder? He, he, he's not a one-and-done God. He's a God that will provide for your needs over and over again. And so I just want to encourage you, if God's provided for you in the past, he's going to provide for you in the future. If he provided for you before COVID, he's going to provide for you during COVID. He's a God that's going to come through for your needs every time that you need him. If you believe that, shout amen today. That's the God that we serve. But he also gives us seed. And the Bible says he gives us seed not for eating, but for sowing. So he gives us bread for food, but he gives us seed. He gives us seed for sowing. Seed is, is for sowing. Now, how many know if you were to eat seed, you're not going to go very far? Now, I know some of you, you like to eat seeds and... I have this phobia of people who eat sunflower seeds. They're just, you know, and it's, it really freaks me out. I'm a little OCD about that. Um, but it, it just is what it is. I think second to that, though, is pistachio nuts. Because the pistachio nut eaters are almost as bad as the sunflower seed eaters. They, they like, you know, pick out a part, and they're everywhere, and you got the shells, and then the inner shell, and it's all over the place. But see, seeds are not really for eating as much as they are for planting, and I love, even Pastor Dina was sharing that this morning, the seed of faith, because when you plant seed in the ground, it grows into something more. So listen, I want to encourage you in this, and it's worth writing down. Seed, your seed, is actually something with the potential to be something more. That's what seed is. If you eat it, you don't see the full effect, the full potential of a thing. You only see the full potential of a seed if you sow it. If you release it, that's, that's what seeds are for. Now, the way you know the difference between bread and seed, because I know people, I know people that give away their bread. And they're not blessed, they're frustrated. They're people who doubt the goodness of God. I've mentored people like that. I was a person like that. When I first came to the Lord, I'm like, all that I have here, just take everything I got. Well, man, the rent's due now. And you're, you know, you're living on, Lord, why have thine forsaken me, you know? He's like, no, you gave it away, all right? So you eat your bread, but then only second to that is, is when you eat your seed. So here's the key. When you have more than you need, what you have left over is seed. I want you to write that down. When you have more than you need, what you have left over is seed. Now, I know some of you are in here and you're like, Pastor, you're, you're out of control. I don't have anything left over. Matter of fact, I live on credit cards to make up the difference. Listen, then you need to like go to Dave Ramsey course, 
All right, do some financial peace. Get your finances in order. There's always one Dave Ramsey person that's like, yeah, you know, in the back, Ramsey, you know. Um, but you, you need to get some coaching. Talk to one of the pastors. Talk to somebody who handles their money well. Get some coaching and get yourself some margin in your life so that you have some seed to sow. Because listen, the vision for your life is dependent upon the seed that God's given you to put in the ground. Your vision isn't going to come to pass just off what's in your hand. The potential for your vision is found in the seed that God's placed in your life. When you have more than you need, what you have left is your seed. All right? Now, I want you to write this down. This is really important. When you sow generously, your life increases. When you sow generously, your life increases. This is important for us to realize, um, and it's something that I think a lot of us get nervous about, and it's like, wait, wait a second. Well, God's not a slot machine. No, God is not a slot machine. And there's some weird doctrines out there, some weird, the, you know, man, if you sow a $100 seed, God's gonna, no, no, God's not done doing any of that stuff, okay? But what God has done is he's put you in charge of what's coming into your life through what you do with what he's given you first. We're a part of a kingdom, not a club, not a harem, not some weird, you know, social group. We are a part of a kingdom that is led by a king. And in his kingdom, there are laws that govern his land. There are. And one of those laws is the law of sowing and reaping. And so the apostle Paul teaches us this. He says, whatsoever a person sows, that is what he's going to reap back. Okay, so it's important that we understand that when we want God to do something at another level, we've got to learn to give ourselves away first. That's what Jesus modeled for us, not having so that we could hoard, but giving away so that we can receive, right? That's the law of the kingdom. We don't, we don't hoard to have, we give to receive. We place ourselves willingly in faith on the altar of God, giving away what we have, and, and we watch God bless us in return. Alicia Cole, she said this, a clenched fist displays the delusion of ownership. An open hand reveals the reality of stewardship. An open hand reveals the reality of stewardship. So this is what God's word teaches us. We reap in proportion to what we sow, that we choose what our life will look like in the future. Galatians 6, 7 goes even farther. It says, do not be deceived. God will not be mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So one of the first things I ask people when they're struggling is this, have you honored God with your finances, and if not, how can we help you get there? Because we can pray and you can live miracle to miracle, or we can line up our lives with the realities of what God teaches us, right, and we can live a blessed life. We can. We live a blessed life, though, not hoarding so that we can have, but freely giving in faith so that we can receive all that God has for us. This is what I've found that God wants to do. Whenever I ask God to increase an area of my life, he first leads me to give away more than I ever have. 
This is not limited to my finances, but it is true every time in my finances. This is true in my giftings. When I say, God, help me to be a better leader. Help me to be a better pastor. Help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better father. Help me to be a better preacher. He first leads me to a place where I can empty myself of everything that I have first because it's only after I have sowed what I have that I can receive a greater measure. I, if my hands are full, I can't receive what God has. If my, my, my fists are clenched, I can't receive what God wants to bring into my life. I have to first be willing to release what God has given to me into his work and into his kingdom. Now, it's important you understand what you sow into matters as well. You know, 50 years ago, if you'd say, any farmers in the house? Like 30 people would raise their hand in every service. And now they're like, I shop at Whole Foods. Does that count? I have a tomato garden. <laughs> it's, uh, but here's the thing. Everybody knows that soil matters. What you give your finances to matters big time as well. How many know if you sow your money into, into Starbucks, you get a mocha? Right? You sow your money into Tim Hortons. That's where we started our morning this morning, Tim Hortons. Living on Tim Hortons coffee and some allergy pills. It's Ruha. I share a story sometimes. I, I have some friends that pastor in Las Vegas. My wife is from Las Vegas. And so we spend a lot of time in Las Vegas. And uh, sometimes we'll stay at like a casino. You know, they have really nice hotels. And, and it's funny because I will literally get to a hotel and there will be like, I always look for the one lady that has like the, 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 the ashtray that's overflowing, you know, and 47 glasses around the slot machine. And it's like 10 o'clock, you know, we're getting back from dinner, heading to go to bed. And she's, you know, she's dialed in on the, the slot machines. One time I walked out of our hotel room the next morning. It's like seven o'clock. I'm searching, you know, for a Seattle's best in the lobby. And the same lady has been there all night long, just, you know, hoping to win it big. This one's for free. Your destiny is probably not going to come to pass through a slot machine. <laughs> it's not the Michigan lottery that's going to help you win big. <laughs> Some of you are like, yes, it is. No, it's not. It's probably not. Your vision, the purpose, the thing that God's put you here, God wants to fuel that, but he wants to fuel it through you releasing your life into the things of God. As you give your life for the kingdom, for the purposes of Jesus in the earth, as you give your finances to the purposes of Jesus in the earth, you're going to reap in proportion to what you sow financially, spiritually, energy-wise. This is why the Bible says you are refreshed as you refresh others. If you need strength, give what you have away. If you need to grow, give what you have. If you have more than you need, what you have left is your seed. And it's so important that we learn to put that into the ground, the right ground. You're a part of an amazing church. This is good soil. Do you realize that? This is good ground for you to plant your finances into. This isn't going so that people can do crazy extra. This is so we can do crazy extravagant outreach to our city so that people that don't know Jesus can come to know him in a way that will change their eternity. I'm a big investor. 
I, I love investing, but there is nothing that bears the return that the kingdom of God bears. Since Jesus got up out the tomb over 2,000 years ago, the kingdom of heaven has been up and to the right. Every plague, every recession, every stock market crash, it has only furthered the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, the kingdom does better in recession. When you invest what you have, there's an eternal return. And there's not only a reward for it in this life, there's a reward for it in the next. There's nothing greater for us to give our lives and our finances and our energies and our talents to than the kingdom of God. There's nothing. I was in Portland. And I already told you I was in Portland. I must be scarred by my time in Portland. It was great. We grew together, rioted. No, I'm kidding. We didn't do that. Um, but we did look for some good Mexican food and we were waiting outside this taco joint. And I kid you not, as I'm standing in front of this taco joint, this car stops in the middle of the road. And the guy goes, no, like, kid you not. I was like, is somebody dying? You know, like I turned, what is happening? And he goes, don't do it. We're like, what? He goes, don't do it. It's not worth it. Go somewhere else for lunch. I looked at my staff and I was like, my God, we made a bad choice. You know, like we better turn around if I, if this guy cared that much, you know, just to, to warn us that at that level, we better find another joint, you know? Um, I know we laugh. But I'm convinced that heaven has been working just as hard to get some of your attention off of where you've been putting your money, your talent, your energy, and shifting you back into the kingdom of God. Because it's only what we pour out into the kingdom that generates a return in our lives that will lead to an eternal reward that each and every one of us wanna have. We're blessed at the level we give our lives away. That's the privilege we have as believers is to lay down our lives in every area the way our Jesus did. And I'll I'll land with this. You will increase in every area as you sow. And as you sow at greater levels, you will reap at greater levels in every area. But your life will also change. I want you to catch this. When you sow correctly, your life changes. And I'll share with you just my my own story. If you want the full story, come back to second service. I get get 31 minutes there. Um, But I shared a little bit about my life. And it was interesting because I hit this roadblock about five years into my, my, my following Jesus. And I realized that as I had come into the kingdom of God, I was still dealing with a lot of stuff. Any any newer Christians in the house? Well, if you, if you have a broken background, you, you, you'll know that, well, let me just say this. You always reap what you sow. That's why the scripture says God is not mocked. In other words, you can never blame God for what's happening in your life. What's coming into our life now is either, is either coming from the seed we've sown, it's coming from heaven or the enemy. 
But what I was walking in is I'm saying, God, I've given my life to you. Why am I still dealing with all this stuff from the past? Why am I still dealing with, you know, broken relationships? Why am I still struggling with addictions? Why am I still dealing with this? Why, why am I still dealing with broken this and this? And why am I still dealing with debt? Why am I still dealing with blah, blah, blah? And the Lord spoke clearer to me than I've ever heard his voice up to that point. And he said this, he said, son, you are reaping what you have sown. But he said this, but you're sowing different now. And I just want to encourage some of you here today because you've been living for God and you haven't seen your life change yet. But I want to encourage you in something. There will be a day that you're going to walk out of the field from the bad seed that you've sown. And if you're faithful to begin sowing your life into the kingdom of God, you start planting all kinds of new stuff. And it doesn't happen overnight. But there's a day when you start going, wow, life is getting better. Blessing is coming my way. Increase is happening in my life. Change is happening in my thinking. My marriage is experiencing breakthrough. Why is this happening? Maybe I shifted. Maybe God's loving me more than he did the first few years. No, no, no. You're beginning to reap what you've sown. And you're stepping out of the former harvest and you're stepping into what the scripture calls a harvest of righteousness that's coming into your life because you have been giving yourself away for the kingdom of God. And I just felt like God sent me here, not only to build believers in your faith for that, but to say this, some of you are about to shift out of an old harvest and shift into a season of righteous harvest that's coming into your life. You're about to step out of the old things and into the new things that God's doing. And it's not because God loves you any more or less. It's because of the way you've been giving your life for the kingdom and the things of God. You've been sowing, you've been believing, and you're about to reap. Isn't God good? I wanna pray for you guys today and I wanna encourage you in this. There's never a better time to plant seed with your finances, with your life, with your energies, with your heart, than now. They say the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago. Best time to buy a house was 10 years ago. But the second best time is today. I've learned that it's only what I give away that God can bless. The blessing is in the breaking. The blessing is in the releasing. The miraculous is in the releasing. And so I wanna encourage you today, your pastor shared some vision and I don't believe that goal is too hard. It's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. As a group of people, as the church, the body of Christ, we have a responsibility to live like our Jesus. And he, was, he, he modeled a life that held nothing back. He modeled a life that held nothing in reserve, nothing in the tank, but trusted the Father to provide for every need as he generously gave away what was needed to accomplish the will of God in the earth. And friends, I want to encourage you today. This is not the time to hold back. This is a time to give ourselves away. This is the time to plant seed after we have seen our needs met. What we have left over is meant for the purposes of God. And if you will in faith release 
adjacent to God's purpose in the earth, not only will we be a blessing to the world, but God can build you even greater. Let's not hold back from what God has for us today. And listen, some of you are so broken and you're frustrated. I believe this is even a word for one or many people today. Some of you are confused, but it's only because you're still seeing a harvest from a former life. But breakthrough is coming. There's a transition that will happen in your life where you will step out of an old harvest and into a new one. And if you have not yet experienced that, it begins with surrendering your life to Jesus in its totality, every area, making him Lord of your life. And the Bible says what happens is we're not just added to a family that we're transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. And we live by a new set of rules. And I wanna invite you to do that today. Would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes? I'm just gonna ask the Holy Spirit to speak to all of us. I'm not sure where I'm at on time, but knowing me, I'm over. But I wanna pray for you. Holy Spirit, would you come, Lord, in a greater way? You see every person that's here today, Lord, I believe you're asking something of us. You've led the leaders of this house, Lord, to, to ask something of the people of God today. You're asking us to sacrifice. You're asking us to lay down something that's precious to us, that you might bless it and multiply it to meet the needs of this world and to bless our lives. So I ask for faith to rise. Holy Spirit, would you move? If there'd even be one person here today that's never surrendered their life to Jesus, never known what it's like to see the hand of God pull you out of the kingdom of darkness and put you into the kingdom of light. He calls you his son or daughter. He forgives you and lavishes his love upon you. It starts not with a perfect life, but it starts with the right decision. Again, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you just say, Pastor Jordan, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. Would you pray for me? I need to align my life with with Jesus. I need to make him Lord of everything. I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand so I can see it. I'm going to pray for you. And something supernatural is going to happen in your life. One, two, three. Would you just raise your hands high so I can see them? I see you, sir. You, ma'am. You, sir. You, ma'am. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for an exchange. As hearts are lifted to you, surrender is happening. Holy Spirit, would you come and deliver? There's a transfer of membership that's happening from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. I pray grace would invade, forgiveness would invade, and that lives would never be the same. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for every follower of Jesus here. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to us right now, that you'd help us to see that the time is now, the hour is at hand, and the church this world needs a church on fire, a church willing to lay its life down like Jesus more than ever. Speak to us, God. I pray even now, Holy Spirit, you would give us even a number that we need to align our lives with, a, a purpose, a mission, a something, Lord. And I know it's gonna be bigger than we're comfortable with because that's who you are. So God, would you speak to us as we engage in a time of generosity and change? And I pray for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Pastor Amen. Jim, Can we say thank you to Pastor Jordan? 
Amen. So, before you gave your life to Jesus, something happened just like it's about to happen now. Before you walked into church, went to the event, received the food, the clothes, the diapers, the wipers, whatever it was that, that brought you in a community, you gave your life to Christ. Something happened just like it's about to happen right now. Somebody stood up in front of people that had Jesus in their heart already and said, we're going to do a concert and we're going to put grown men in spandex pants and we're going to perm their hair and give them guitars and drums and they're going to draw a crowd of kids that would never go to church but they'd walk into a rock concert. I don't know who it was. That's my testimony. I don't know who it was that said, I'll write a check for men in spandex pants. I write a check for men with perms that are prettier than my sister. I'll, I'll write a check because and it wasn't because they, they thought it would be a great event. They knew that there would be people that would be reached through that means. And somehow their heart, that vision, that moment came together. And someone wrote a check for the concert that I got to go to for free on the night that I gave my life to Jesus. What we're about to do may seem ordinary. We write checks. We give our card numbers over the phone. We, but it's extraordinary in that we're not, we're not buying a Big Mac. We're not buying a Starbucks. We're not buying a car. We're sowing seed. And my wife's going to tell you how to do that because she knows the details. I have no idea. Yeah, you can do that by um, going to freedomcenter.church forward slash links if you would like to set it up digitally to do so. Um, you can also, the card in the seat back in front of you, there's an envelope as well, and you're going to um, just fill those out and place them in the offering bucket as you leave today. And I'm not, which camera am I looking at for live streams? Anybody know? Anybody? I want to encourage you guys watching right now to get involved with it because you guys are a recipient of Kingdom Builders right now and what God's doing here in this house at Freedom Center Church. So this is for you as well. You guys can go to freedomcenter.church forward slash links and sign up for that. And I just really want to share with you guys Thursday night. We had our worship night, which was phenomenal, by the way. Um, and I just kept telling them, it's not about your money. It's not about your money. But what I forgot to say is it is about your obedience. And I encourage you guys today, be obedient to what God is speaking to you. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And we just thank you guys so much for your partnership. I'm going to pray. Um, and I just encourage you guys, pray and ask God what he's saying to you. Take a few minutes and ask him. So God, thank you right now, Father for your generosity of sending your son to us, Father, that we would know eternal life with you, God. Father, I just pray right now that you would speak to us.